Hey, whether you're driving or riding, bicycling, on the treadmill, flying, uh, either way, I welcome you back to Drive Time Devotionals. Hey, I'm Bill Simpson, and it's my privilege to walk through God's Word with you to help you grow stronger and stronger in your faith. And doing these podcasts helps me grow stronger in mine as well. From the prayer we've been studying for the past few episodes, which is in Ephesians three sixteen through 19, we discovered the first result from asking your Father to make you strong by His power through His Spirit is that Christ will dwell in your hearts through faith, with you being rooted and grounded in love. It's a short phrase, but I want to take the next 10 minutes to think about what it means to be rooted and grounded in the love of Jesus. The Bible used two very different illustrations. On the one hand, you are rooted in agape love like a huge oak tree. No matter how much the winds of hardships blow, your love will hold fast because your roots go down deep into the power of God. Jesus' love in your life can also be depicted as the strong foundation of a well-built building. That's what being grounded in love means. Picture a large building whose foundation reaches deep into the earth so that it can weather the strongest tornado or Cat 5 hurricane. Your faith in Jesus' presence in you is how his love gets rooted and grounded in your life. It's the gift of God's power that brings this about as you ask him to strengthen your heart. As you are empowered by the Spirit, you can open up more honestly and openly to Jesus. The kind of love that we're being rooted and grounded in has three dimensions. It's the steadfast love that Jesus has for us as his brothers and sisters. It is also the love that we have for Jesus, his Father, and the Spirit. And thirdly, it is the love that we believers have for one another. The context of this prayer and the entire letter to the church in Ephesus spells out these three dimensions of Jesus' love. God strengthening you in your inner being means Jesus will be more at home in your heart. You will be more aware of his constant presence. You will no longer want to hide things from him, as if you could hide anything from Jesus. But you will stop trying to pretend he doesn't know what you're up to. As you get more comfortable with the Spirit's power in his presence, you will love the Lord with greater devotion. You will find it easier and easier to confess your daily sins to him, which you'll recall from the follower's prayer is the fourth part of the believer's prayer outline that we wrongly call the Lord's Prayer. You will also begin to understand how great his love is for you. And most importantly, you will begin to love people in your church as well as all other believers with more consistency. That's what it means to be rooted and grounded in agape love. And this rooting and grounding comes about as we ask the Father to strengthen us with his spirit. Now, what is agape love? I've used that term a lot. Jesus took an ordinary Greek word and exploded it into the rich reality of his kingdom. Agape was an ancient word that was different from the more popular words used in those days for romantic love and brotherly love. It was used primarily to describe the Greek gods. You see, in Greek mythology, agape was the word used for the love that the gods chose to give to just certain people, especially rulers and generals. But Jesus took this word and gave it new power and a much fuller meaning. The forgiveness of sins that he purchased releases a whole new kind of love. That's agape love that overflows, fills, and directs all of life, our thoughts and actions. We don't have an English word like it. The closest is altruism. But how often do you hear that word used? Yeah, me neither. I love fried chicken. I don't eat it as often as I used to because so many people say that it isn't healthy. I even love the phrase, eat more chicken. I also love football. I'm writing this as we're approaching the Super Bowl, which is the pinnacle of football season. 
And football season is the best time of the year, at least in my mind it is. But I love the beach and the mountains. I love my wife, Tammy, and I love the Lord Jesus. So how in the world can one word adequately express my feelings for fried chicken, football, my wife, and the Lord Jesus Christ? Agape love is how Jesus explained his Father's mercy for us. For God so loved, agape, the world, that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. John three sixteen and 17 God agape loved us before we ever returned that love. He agape loves us with such magnitude that we could never adequately reciprocate it. That is the basis of agape love. It doesn't require reciprocation. It's not a tit for tat that if you love me, I'll love you back. Agape love has a price. Agape love always costs the giver. Agape love is a selfless love that focuses completely on the receiver and not the giver. A stunning example of agape love happened when the Roman soldiers were impaling Jesus to the cross. And he said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. Isn't it true that we are often hurt by people who don't really know what they are doing? Agape love empowers us to forgive others the same way that Jesus forgave those Roman soldiers. I wonder if the greatest challenge you face is the same one that I struggle with, agape loving every other believer the same way that Jesus agape loves them. People can be so annoying. They can be so different in their thinking. People, especially God's people, seem to have so many little quirks. Many of them just seem downright weird. And some personalities rub me the wrong way. I sometimes find it easier to love those who are far from God than the saints who are adopted into the family with me. Can you relate? Jesus made it crystal clear. This is my commandment, that you love, that's that word agape, one another as I have loved agape you, John fifteen twelve. The old apostle John hammered this commandment in all of his writings. It couldn't be any clearer. Our highest responsibility in the kingdom of God is to agape love all of those God has called into his kingdom, every last one of them, no matter what. But it is really hard to do. We know that all too well. What is needed is a constant plea to God to empower us so that we can keep Christ at home in our hearts and be rock solid in our agape love for him and for all of his people, every one of them. When that church member you don't particularly care for says or does something that grates against your nerves, it is time to cry out to the Father for his power so that you can agape love them. Realize, too, that your relationship with another believer is never one-on-one. Christ is always there. He lives in you and the other believer through his spirit. The more I remind myself of this truth, especially when I'm ticked off by another believer, it really helps me. I find that asking the Father to grant me to be strengthened helps me to live in the consciousness of his presence and his power, which gives me more incentive to agape love like he does. We are all in desperate need of the Father to strengthen us so that we can take direct control of our thinking. How patient has the Father been with you to this point in your life? His grace is truly amazing, isn't it? We so rarely beg him to make us strong through his Spirit. How much more peace could you enjoy if you were truly comfortable with Jesus knowing everything you're thinking? This is your Father's desire for you. He wants you to become at home with the influence of the Holy Spirit in you so that the center of your being is rooted and grounded in the agape love of Christ. Being empowered by the Spirit means we will think and act more like Jesus thought and acted. 
God is forming Christ in you. When Jesus is at home in your thoughts and emotions, we can be very open and honest with our Father. The more honest we are, the deeper our relationship becomes. Isn't that true in all of our relationships with people? Of course it is. It's the same way with your Father in the heavens. Anytime you are brutally honest with yourself about the things that really matter in life, you will realize your need for God's power. Maybe I should reword that. You will realize your desire for God's power. God's power is what you will begin to want more than anything because of the amazing results His power brings to your heart. You see, the first result is Christ's welcomed residency that grounds your life in agape love. Got Christ? Ask your Father, according to the vast treasures of His magnificent splendor, to give you His mighty power through His Spirit in your inner self so that your faith in Jesus' abiding presence makes you agape love like He does. In the next episode, we'll move on to the next fantastic result of asking the Lord to give us His strength through His Spirit. But until then, may you be strong in the strength of God's might. <laughs> 